Well, I think that faith and justice equals the good news. You know, the good news is the gospel. And the good news and justice work in tandem. And when you think about it, that's what Jesus did. Hello and welcome to the Together podcast, a conversation about faith, justice and how to change the world. I'm Dan and today I'm joined by Emma and Chris. How are you both doing today, guys? Very good, thank you. Doing well, thanks. Great. I don't know if you're like me. I'm sat here layered up, um, woolly hat, jumper, and it all poses the question, when is too early to turn on your heating? Well, I mean, it gets, I feel like it gets later every year because... Uh, the climate emergency is making the world very warm. So, like, we're talking about this, and, like, it's normal to not have it on in October, but if this was, like, five years ago, we'd all be, like, fully wrapped up, fully heating on. You know what I mean? And already. Have you? When? Like, August the 1st? No, I don't. Basically, what I do is I heard that it's better to put your heating on on a low temperature, but for longer, rather than... Like, I don't know if this is right. I'm not sure where I heard this. <laughs> Maybe it was in my dream. <laughs> was it your gas company? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, British gas. If you just put it on but turn the temperature down or turn your radiators down, then it's not like full blast boiling, mm. you know? See, I tend to keep the, keep the temperature gauge all the way up. Ooh. I like to live on the edge, I do. Goodness. <laughs> Are you the opposite to Emma's? Like, Emma has it on low for a long time. You have it on really high for, like, four minutes and then just turn it off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever temperature your room is after that point, it's like, right, this is it. Exactly, that's it. Go well with it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, in this episode, we'll be hearing from UK singer-songwriter and worship leader, Junior Gar. So Emma sat down with Junior to talk about his journey as a musician and his upcoming special Black History Month performance. For all that and more, make sure you stay tuned in. But now it's time for Emma's Dilemmas. Hey, so I have a few different dilemmas, but today I'm going to go with one as we are on the theme of being cold or being hot. My dilemma is, would you rather... Always be a little bit cold and shivery, or always be a little bit hot and sweaty. <laughs> I, mean... <laughs> I like that it's a little bit, so just a little bit cold just and shivery, like oh, a bit cold, or like oh, I'm a bit sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I lived the little bit of sweaty one this summer. Like, <laughs> been stuck in doors all day. <laughs> You've been there. <laughs> I've been there. I've experienced that. So I feel like I can take it on again as long as I have like a, a little hand towel by my side and <laughs> lots of water. I'm good to go. <laughs> Sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I would be probably just always a little bit hot and sweaty just because I don't like being cold. So um yeah, if I'm if I'm outside and I'm I've left my coat at home, I've been caught unguarded from the from the cold i'm not a happy dan so Mm. yeah i'd probably i'd probably go with hot and sweaty i think the question i'd have is is when you say sweaty (laughs) does does that mean like 
other people find it really difficult to be around me just because I'm sweating all the time. Well, it depends how sweaty you get, really, to be honest. So I don't know how tolerant your friends are. <laughs> I just don't know. I feel like we've had this conversation on the podcast before. <laughs> what about how sweaty getting, you are? I think so. I'm getting, I'm getting real deja vu. There's that 30-minute interview where we talked about Dan's sweat. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Okay, yeah, well, so I think that your opinions are being swayed because it's getting cold now. So like you know when it's like really hot the height of summer, I guarantee if I asked you this question then you would have said, "Oh yeah, cold and shivery." <laughs> no, you, you could be right. Ever. You could be right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What would you choose, Emma? Um <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably go hot and sweaty too, to be honest. <laughs> but only because I find when I'm cold, <laughs> I just can't do anything. Like I just freeze and I'm like, just stand still. And it's just so hard. Like, it's hard to do anything at all. <laughs> Whereas at least if you're like hot and sweaty, you're already like, hot so you just may as well keep moving <laughs> mm. I, I remember that time at the tear found office Emma, when you got a bit cold and we had to leave you there for three days because you just froze <laughs> the tear found office out. is very cold very very cold yeah it is <laughs> oh, yeah. okay well that's the end of my dilemma today we actually had um we, we had a consensus there didn't we all three of us we did yeah yeah, yes. maybe, maybe it is Wait. the time of the year. Maybe it's not a dilemma at all. Thank you, Emma, for this week's dilemma. If you're listening at home and want to submit your own, or you want to tell us, would you rather be a little bit too cold or a little bit too hot, then head to We Are Fund on Instagram and leave us a message. Now it's time to tune in to Emma's conversation with Junior. Yeah, so I'm a singer-songwriter uh, and uh, worship leader. I also help to creatively direct a, a few different projects. Yeah, um, is one of those projects the Cellar Sessions? The Cellar Sessions, Cellar. yeah. Sorry, yeah. So what got you into the whole kind of like music industry, singing, worship in general? Yeah, um, I've, I've always been into music. I've always been fascinated with sound and and rhythm and beat and sounds and so um i was born in west africa ghana and uh that's where i learned how to play percussion and that was like my that is my favorite instrument mm. um so moving to the uk i moved to the uk when i was 10 years old and um just i just got into it uh, my parents didn't love it but that's what i wanted to do and so um it was it was something that I pursued of my whole heart, and I put I put my whole energy and time and effort and resources into it. Wow! And then you spent some time in America, right? Yeah. What yeah. were you doing there? Yeah. So uh, about ten years ago, I just I I, I kind of had this um, moment that I just wanted to find out more about God. I wanted to, you know, I felt like I was going to be doing this work of God for the rest of my life. And so I wanted to take some time out to um, just study about it, you know, and I'd just finished university. And so I thought this was the right time to um, to go and study. And so I went out there to a Bible school in Redding, California, and uh, I was there for like three years. I was meant to go for a year, 
but it was it was um i realized how much i needed it mm-hmm. um and you know sometimes it's really good to take time out yeah. of of your life to to do those kind of things because it will set you um on the path that you're supposed to go so three years after i went to bible school i kind of started getting um you know offers for jobs you know in different states and stuff like that and so i ended up being in america for almost 10 years oh my god um and it was really unexpected but Yeah, that's what's been happening. That's so cool. It's nice when you can kind of step out of your comfort zone mm. and not be overwhelmed by all the newness, but actually just embrace it. And yeah, that's really exactly. Cool. Well, well, at first it was a bit of a culture shock for me because mm. I, I came from a majority black church in the UK that had an American style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, and then I moved to uh, a majority white church. that had a completely different style of music different yeah. vibe um but it was cool it it really it really um helped me it really grew me um in my in my understanding of cultures and um worship styles and so yeah it was a good thing yeah and we'll get a chance to hear a bit of that kind of mixture of worship styles and new sounds that you've kind of created through your experiences on your very special performance on TVN. Yes. Is it the 21st of October? Yeah, 21st of October, yes. 7:30. Amazing. 7:30 p.m. we'll be tuning in. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to tell us a bit about what it is that you're doing? Yeah. So um so we my friends and I have kind of reimagined um some songs and uh negro spiritual songs and also songs that have impacted the black narrative over the years and so um you know for the longest time i've always wanted to do something to help to educate uh you know young black people and people who aren't black um just about black history because um i felt like growing up coming from africa i didn't learn much about black history i had to i had to go out and and and, and find that yeah. education and so you know i thought that it was really important to um create something that would educate um about not only about our breakthroughs and our victories but also about the sorrow and the pain mm-hmm. and just like the deep trauma that black people have have faced over the years and are still facing now. Mm-hmm. And so um that's what this project really is about. Yeah, and those songs that you've chosen, they have like specific meaning and weight to them, right? Absolutely. What what was kind of the reason that you chose those ones? Yeah, so um so we we've done a couple of negro spirituals and um uh one of them is Wade in the Water. Wade in the Water was uh, a song that was used by Harriet Tubman to to inform uh the slaves um to to move out of their trail to get into the water because um what used to happen was that um the the slave owners would would send their dogs out to find um the slaves if they got away because they you know because there was there was this big revolution um and an uprising that the slaves basically decided that we we don't want to be slaves anymore we want to be free and so and so a lot of them started to escape and Harriet Tubman was was uh, an incredible activist who used to um basically help them escape and so wade in the water was a song that was used um to basically say hey um come out of the trail and get into the water because when you get into the water the dogs won't be able to figure out where you are so water has 
great spiritual significance. And um, in the Bible, there was a story of uh, the, the angel of the Lord troubling the water um, uh, at the pool of Bethesda. And um, the idea was that if you were by the pool and you were sick and you got into the pool after after the troubling of the water, then you would be healed. And so uh, Tubman would use these songs and these messages to help the slaves find freedom. Wow. And so um, Wade in the Water is an incredible song, but we, we've reimagined it. I love that. And we've put a bit of, a, of an Afrobeat spin to it um because you know I, I feel like right now there's almost like an like an african revolution that's going on um with with afrobeats you know yeah. coming out of nigeria coming coming out of africa mm-hmm. and impacting the uk and then impacting um america and then the rest of the world and so i really feel like um you know it's a sound that people can can relate with 100 yeah. i just love it because that song that you've described tells so much history in yeah. one song. Yeah. And I'm like, Good I didn't time. know that. Yeah. Loads of people won't know that. Mm. But even in this one song that you're performing, it's like you can, you tell a story that needs to be told and that a lot of people wouldn't know. They'd think, oh, it's just a, a nice song or a historical song, but it carries a lot of weight. And then to add the modern twist to it that you've added actually shows like, yeah, this still matters to us today and we need to make it relevant. And I think that's an important thing of making history relevant to Mm, now. mm. But what kind of, for you, what does music do to kind of shed a light on social justice issues or social issues in general? Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's never been a time um, like this Mm. to, to, um, to gather people um, to and 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 kind of release um, a musical piece of work like this, right? What music does is that it transcends everything. Yeah. Literally, like you could be in a cafe and the music playing, and it's 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 impacting you, but you don't know it, you know. And that's what music has the ability to do. And so, music has the power to go further and farther than I can go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the idea that we can come together and create a sound for the world to hear yeah. is, um, is, is, really, is a really powerful thing. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like music unites us. It, it brings us together um, because, you know, you know, this person might not like one song, but another person might like a song. And, and you know, the, the power of a song is that if you know a song and if I, and if I know a song, it brings us together. Yeah. It unites us. It 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 um it it gives us a common place yeah. to to dwell. I love so, that. Yeah. So it's a form of unity. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. Yeah. And I think this year as well, we've seen people coming together to protest, particularly against police brutality, mm-hmm. um, to fight for the rights of black people mm-hmm. around the whole world, mm-hmm. for there to be equality and justice. But how has this year kind of been for you? Has it affected you in any way? Yeah. I mean, this year has been um, deeply impactful. Yeah. You know, um, I think that, um, you know, I would be lying if, 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 if I said, oh, you know, I'm cool. Yeah. Um, um, I, for me, as a, as a, as a creative, um, you kind of want to just get on social media and just say something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been hard to say something. Yeah. It's been it's been tough to 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 put words to what 
to what I feel inside. And I think for me as a black person, um, what I feel inside is the deep trauma of all other black people, you know, from from um, Africans to Caribbeans to um, African-Americans. You know, we feel the pain when we see another another, you know, man or woman being brutalized, mm-hmm. you know, on the screen. Yeah. And in this time, in, in the time that we live in, it's just on your phone. Yeah. You know, like you can't you can't hide away from it. You know, you can't scroll, you can't scroll away from it because, you know, you, you want to, it's almost like that thing that's happening to them is happening to you. And there's a deep trauma that, um, that I feel every black person feels, you know? And so, um, for me as a creative, um, I think, I think the biggest thing has been, you know, finding the time, the space mm. to just write my feelings, yeah. <laughs> my, write my feelings down in a book yeah. or, or write my heart out, you know. And um, for the longest time, I've wanted to um, educate and celebrate, you know, the, the idea of the black experience. Yeah. You know? um, I, I love one thing I'm really passionate about in my in my in my life in my ministry in my music and my creativity is is unity yeah. so i'm i'm all about building bridges yeah. um that's why i would move to america to 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 kind of like you know live within within a culture that i don't understand yeah. but what i've been made more aware of in this time this year um is is about my my blackness mm. and you know my my um you know, the fact that I'm African, the fact that I, I'm from Ghana and, you know, I'm, like I, I, I am becoming more and more proud of who I am mm-hmm. as, a, as a black African man. And, um, you know, it has really inspired me to put together these, these songs yeah. and um, reimagine them and arrange them in a way that I think um, people are going to be receptive to. Yeah. And obviously, like everyone responds to things in their own way. So for you, it sounds like it was perhaps more of a reflective time at first where yeah. you were like, I don't actually have the words right now, yeah. but I'm going to go away and I'm going to think about this yeah. and yeah. how you respond is your own way. But do you feel like as a music artist and artists in general, do you feel like they have a responsibility to use their music to speak on social issues? Absolutely. I think, I think you know, creatives are the voice of a generation. Wow. You know, I think that, you know, if you if you are a creative, you you can be a lawyer and still be creative, mm. right? Um, you know, but you know, what we see in creativity now is is you know is beyond anything that I have imagined. Um, and you know, I love the idea of of being able to be an activist through music, be an activist through painting. I mean, like some of the artwork that I've seen recently i'm 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 fascinated with art and some of the artwork that i've seen recently of you know these emerging african black painters mm. it's just out of this world man and i just think that you know as a creative um you have a voice that no one else has mm-hmm. because you can you can paint a picture or you can write a song that can change the perspective of an of an entire people group you know of of an entire generation and so yeah. you know like i really believe that you know, if you are creative, like you, you have you have the ear of a generation, 
yeah. you know, and you and you have the voice to be able to speak and sing and create and you know allow whatever you create to to ring true, but also ring loud to wow. to the world. So that's so good. Yeah. So that's like I guess with creativity we can all be creative, but then as a Christian, for you that's another huge part of your life. Yeah. So. How do you? How does that work in terms of? Because I think sometimes as Christians we can step back a little bit and we can feel that being peaceful is being silent, mm. and that's not really always the case. No, <laughs> so how do you feel like faith and justice work together? Well, I think that faith and justice equals the good news. You know, um, the good news is the gospel, mm-hmm. and. The good news and justice work in tandem. Yeah. And when you think about it, um, that's what Jesus did. Yeah. That's what he came to this, to this earth to do, to, sh- to show humanity that, hey, like, there is a God fighting for you. Yeah. you know? And so if, um, if I say black lives matter, it doesn't mean that all lives don't matter. Mm-hmm. It just means that all black lives matter. Yeah. And you know, that we're shining a light on this on this idea that, you know, there's a people group mm-hmm. who contribute beautiful things to the world. Yeah. You know, I, I really do believe that black people make the world a beautiful place. Yeah. You know, so do other people. Yeah. But 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 when black people are being oppressed, yeah. um, it's important that we talk about it and we say, hey, black lives matter. Mm-hmm. All black lives matter. And, you know. You have to pay attention to that. Yeah. I, I don't want to go too deep, no, but I agree. Um, you know, like I, I went to, like, I, you know, I went to one of the protests, you know, mm-hmm. and um, during lockdown, and um, I, I was deeply impacted. I, I kind of, I felt, um, I felt empowered, but at the same time, I felt. I felt so weak, wow. you know, and I was thinking to myself, how can I feel so strong and empowered right now? But at the same time, I feel, I feel like I can't do anything. Wow. You know, I feel like I can't say anything. And, you know, I think that it's really important during this time to find the balance mm-hmm. and to find, you know, it, it's, it's not like the right thing isn't just going to, uh, a protest. The right thing isn't just going on Instagram and writing out your heart, um, you know. Um, and it isn't the wrong thing either, <laughs> yeah. you know. And you have to find the balance between both. Um, so yeah, yeah. That kind of leads me on to my final question because I was going to just say, what is your encouragement for anyone who is um, wanting to do more to combat? Um, racial injustice either as somebody who's experiencing it or as somebody who's an ally Mm. and I guess in what you're saying is Mm. I would say there's no wrong or right way to protest or to be an activist yeah you can be an activist in your prayer closet Mm -hmm. you can be an activist um at home you can be an activist on the street, you can be an activist as a creative. You can be an activist as a songwriter. Yeah. You can be an activist as a poet. You can be an activist as a painter. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there is no good or bad way of being an activist. Yeah. As long as your 
um, your protest and what you have to say is something that beautifies the world. Wow. Because I, you know, I really believe that we're living in a time where, um, I, you know, I call it the, the the Renaissance period. It's a it's it's a new Renaissance, and as Christians, we get to we get to bring a holy Renaissance. And what the word Renaissance means is is rebirth. And so, you know, when there are things that are plaguing the world, social injustice plagues the world. It makes the world an ugly place. But, you know, what who we are as Christians and the faith that we have in our hearts and, and, and the good news that we have to bring says we can make the world a beautiful place. So I can write a song or I can reimagine a song that beautifies the world. And that, you know, because when you hear it, it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you feel good, you make the world a beautiful place. Yeah. And so um, there's no right or wrong place or there's no right or wrong way to, to, to be a social activist as long as, as long as it beautifies the world. Wow. You can do that. That is a preach right there. That's a preach. Come on. <laughs> that was amazing. Man, yeah. I'm I'm very impacted by everything you've just said. I feel like you speak so clearly and so well on these things and just you can tell that you've had that time yeah. of reflection and just really working out what this means for you. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your Thank heart you. and sharing Thank your you. wisdom with us. We definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let us know what can, what more can we hear from you? you yeah, got? so um, so we've got we've got we've got the Black History Project coming out, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know with this project we gathered a choir of up to seventy people, um, and we recorded these reimagined songs, um, and it's I, I it's it's incredible. Like it's a real experience. And so look out for it on TBN um, on October 21st at 7.30 p.m. Um, But at the same time, uh, we're also going to be releasing the music. So listen out on radio um, and also go and stream it. Yeah. So... And you've yeah. got your own EP or is it now? Yeah, I've got an EP out yeah. at the moment called yeah. The Garden yeah. um, that we released in February. Wow. But we're also about to release uh, an acoustic version of that EP too this month. So mm. so look out for it. And can yeah. we get that on like Spotify? Yeah, it's iTunes. on all platforms. There you go, all guys. Platforms. All platforms. So Everything. easy. Yeah. Thank cool. you so much, Junior. Thank you. It's Thank been you. great chatting to you. Right, lots of words of wisdom there from Junior. Was there anything that stood out to you guys as you were listening? Yeah, I really loved just hearing how passionate he was about just creativity and art in general and how he was talking about how we're almost like living in this new renaissance era and how that kind of means like it's all about rebirth, all about bringing things back to life and refreshing and stuff like that. And actually how as Christians and particularly if you're like a creative uh, person, like this is a great opportunity to kind of make sure we contribute to that renaissance and almost kind of like bring a holy renaissance that has a lot more hope and joy to it and you know looks looks towards a more just and a more equal future for everyone so yeah that was really awesome to hear yeah i really like what he was saying around just taking time out um of your life to be fed and let god shape you for for what he has in store for you i think we we touch upon this quite a few times in that um 
you know, sometimes it is it's good for us to uh, to take a step back and reflect on what God's saying to us, rather than just keep taking action and keep taking action, um, because God's always going to go with us wherever we wherever we are. But making sure that we're listening to Him and and uh, following Him, rather than um, kind of just going off and following action after action, is really important. So, yeah, I thought that was really good what He was saying. Yeah, it was so good. He, It was just such a good conversation and I think he spoke so clearly and touched on so many different things. But for me, I think the thing I've been thinking about ever since is just this idea of faith and justice and how they actually work in tandem and they can't be separated. It's like you can't have one without the other. You can't um, truly be experiencing one without the other, if that makes sense. So yeah, I loved that. That's a really good point to remember. Thank you both for your thoughts. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again on the 26th of October with another episode. So if you like what you heard today, make sure you hit subscribe and follow us on Instagram at WeAreTearFund.